Hey everybody, welcome back to the unhi- Unhidled Toops, Unbridled Suits, Unslinging like Slasher. Before. <laughs> I feel you've like I've done this, this before. before. I don't. I I feel you like I probably messed before. that up before. Yes, I probably messed it up a bunch of times actually. I, I, in the same exact way, maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I'm sleepy, and this is what happens when I'm sleepy. Welcome to the Untitled Hoops Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sean. That is your other host, Marquise, a.k.a. I hate Anna Horford, but she's kind of hot in some pictures. All righty. Well, let's start with the fact that you put the a.k.a. in the parentheses, and I think it was... I don't think you needed parentheses at all. Um, If anything, maybe quotes. Okay. I know. I wanted... I wanted to do it. Let I me, mean, I, I've seen like her tweets. I don't know what she looks like. I've never bothered to see what she looks like. Um, what well, she? Well, read the read the fucking thing, Sean. Read it back. Read from butt, but but she's kind of hot in some pictures. Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be able to in confirm or deny this. Okay, some pictures. Like Ben Simmons' sister. So Which one? No, not the white oh. ones. The the so his like his like sister sister like his yeah like, yeah like, full sister like not like because I th- yeah because I think the other ones was like his stepsister and stuff like that. No, his half sibling. Um, they all have the same mom. I mean, yeah, half half sibling. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. But this is so, uh, uh, this the, the podcast where we talk uh, about basketball, mainly the NBA, mainly the 76ers, and uh, Marquise is going to start it off. Sorry, I cut you off. I like it. Sometimes like Anna, Anna Horford. Yeah, and Thank sometimes you. Anna uh, Horford. Same I one. mean, Al Horford is a former Sixer, so he counts, and he's a player on a and team. And it's not like I, 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 I'm, I'm disrespecting her fully, other fully. than the fact that I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did call her kind of hot. In some pictures. In some pictures. In some pictures. <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like that's that's a compliment. That is a compliment. Sure. Okay. I think there are probably right. people alive who would say you're kind of hot in some pictures. And all of them. But, um... <laughs> and all of them. And no, I'm and sure there are so. people who would say that and Anna Horford is, is hot and in all, all pictures as well. Maybe Al. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> I don't know. That last picture you did with my jersey on... <laughs> It's kind of hot. <laughs> it's kind of hot. I love it when you wear my jersey. <laughs> I love that pick, sis. Keep it up. Um, so the Sixers beat lost the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in yeah. the most amazing way possible, and then lose to the Boston Celtics in the most Sorry, you were about to say amazing the way Sissies. possible. <laughs> I I was about to say the Boston Horfords and uh, and and yeah. and in in this game, uh, Sean, did you watch the game? The, the uh, game? Not live. Um, I okay. did see the final like minute live, which roller coaster Sean, that was. But what I want to say though is that those these last two games have been like playoff basketball games, and that's going to be like and that I love the rest it. of this year. Yep. It's going to be like that the rest of the year. You have the uh, hardest schedule. And I believe last podcast, we made a bet 
about the about, uh, yeah, next about if they were going to go 500 or not, right? I think yeah. that was it. Yeah. And I, I forget when that one started. I have to go back. Uh, it was the last I, 20. It was before. It was before the All Star game. No, no, last no 10. but we were talking about. We were talking no, about. It was post- the next ten. Yeah, next ten. No, because no, it was I the ten after the All Star game, though. No. <laughs> it was because remember we were thinking that Joel the, would be sitting out from where we were. No. No, it was after the All-Star game. Because remember, we were thinking Joel was going to sit out. He was going to sit out the All-Star game and then sit out for, I think, uh, half of the next stretch of games after the All-Star break because of his foot soreness. I'll go back and watch it. Either way, if that's the case, I don't think that's the case, but if that's the case, we're one and one. But I feel like we started before then. No, I feel like it started we, before then. We rec- we recorded it before the All Star break had gotten there. We still had games left, but we were specifically talking and about I, the last I when I listed, the second half of the season. We had the hardest schedule. Were. We were saying that the next ten games after the All Star break would it, be like the hardest ten games kinda, stretch that anybody it, has. I'll just I'll just go back. I just go back and watch that 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 uh that 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 part. Yeah, but either sure. way. Um, the the Sixers the Sixers they 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 give me life in in Memphis game and then they take it away and then it's like God is like cock teasing me he just cock teased me at the end he let Joel make the shot he let him make it he let him make it yeah. knowing yeah. that it would make Marquise fucking cry in his fucking bed and just and just in like and Anna Horford's pictures some of them oh. not all of them. But oh. I'm just going back in her pictures. She's married, by the way. Um, oh, lucky good for man. Her. Sometimes some pictures, and yeah, yeah, he's uh, a lucky man. He's looking at some pictures, days. I think he's looking um, at her actual body and face, like in person. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like seeing her. In you person? look so hot today. <laughs> <laughs> no, with this. But she's right on. there, and you're looking at the <laughs> picture. Like, you look, yeah, he's looking at the pictures. Yeah, you look so hot today. She's like, look at me. I am. <laughs> <laughs> You look like Al today. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Can't look at you, you like, like that. you're about to give Joel hell. I mean, um, uh, on on right. Twitter. You know what's crazy? Joel, Joel was 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 not yeah affected by that shit. I I think Joel's gotten past the Al Horford, you know, and, kind and of it, defensive thing. But I think there's still an issue of him guarding Horford because Horford. Went off in the second half. He had like five and, and threes. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Joel's the reason we lost. Like, if we're being honest, Joel was the because the fact that he was just like literally not getting to Al Horford. Like, there literally Al Horford was open, and like for what three straight times, Al Horford went on a nine zero run by himself, and we were yeah. up. Uh, we're up ten at that point. So he cuts it down to one by himself because Joel just did not go out to him and defend him. Like that's yeah. the same shit that happened in the finals. Um, they just did not guard him, and yeah. he just went off. Um, I think so, whoever, like the whole coaching staff in Boston, the entire organization in Boston, and even in in you know Toronto, sometimes they're really good at putting Joel in situations where he knows like he's the defensive anchor out on the floor, and he has to be that rim protector and like be the guy in the paint. 
but then you make him guard a big who goes and just like steps outside and can shoot quick threes. So it's like when they're going back in transition, Joel has to guard the rim, but at the same time, Horford can just kind of float out to the wing or the corner and just yeah. like camp out there and nobody else is big enough to guard him. So of course it looks bad on Joel cuz that's his man, but he's also playing help defense and it's like they they're yeah. really good because at getting him to like <laughs> make a decision and then putting were, the ball were, wherever he does not go. They were baiting Joel. Yeah. Because they would have Tobias Harris guarding Tatum and Tatum would drive in, Tobias would give in a little bit and then Joel would shift over. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, Tatum wasn't on shit that yeah. entire game until like the last like he got a tip in here or there, but he couldn't buy a shot to save his fucking life. So yeah. I would let Tobias contest that and stay with Al because Al literally was the reason they got back into it because yeah. we were up seventeen at a point. They kind of dwindled the lead. It was like back and forth. Like you you knew they were going to make a run. It's the Celtics. You knew they're a good team. They were going to make a run. Yeah. And then it was like, damn, bro, like. All right, all right. Now, now, do you want to do it? Uh, okay, you're just gonna keep letting him do. It. And then he hit like another one, a couple possessions later. Same shit. Where it's like, damn, bro, like y'all not going to like. Okay, I understand. Like you'll live with it, but like yeah. he's fucking killing you right now. Like yeah. you know what I mean? At a certain point, all right, he's 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 a shooter right now. Like go mm-hmm. get him. Like, and it was too late at a point because once you started guarding Al Horford, Jason Tatum now wants to find a shot. So now it's like. Yeah. You let you you let it played around. You played around. You played around with that fifteen point lead that you had, and then you you had, you know, seventeen. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. Yeah, I, you played around with it. I, I you think, had them down. Same shit. I got PTSD from that first game against the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, I, we I think up Al Horford has the savvy of knowing like Joel's big. He's amazing on offense. He's a great defender, but he's. It's still one guy. He can't be in two places at once. As long as I stay away from him, <laughs> like I can, I can either manipulate like the defense because he is the defense kind of by drawing him You're in right. certain areas, or by having everybody else go in a certain way. And we know James Harden can't stay in front of whoever he's guarding. We know. I mean, James Harden is has been showing me a lot defensively, like over these past, you know, over this past stretch or whatever. Like he's, he's definitely not like Matador or Harden, and I think that comes partially from him not having to take on so much of the scoring load anymore, um, and him being more of a passer. He's definitely showing a lot more effort and intensity on the defensive end than I think people were giving him credit for before. I mean, even the Grizzlies game, he like dove on the floor for a loose ball. And you know, right. the outlet to Joel for that dunk. But still, you know, it's crazy. He's like, still a defensive, you... like not liability, but he's not the best defensively. So it's like Joel has to be there to help for them. He knows Jason Tatum, even though he's not shooting well, he's still Jason Tatum. He can still go off whenever. So it's like you have to be available to play help defense as the center is the last line of defense. But it's like when Al Horford's the furthest guy from the basket. You can't you can't really play help defense at the rim and then close out on a three point shooter, like you just can't do it. And then on top of that, on the other times when he is out there with Horford, guys kind of you know drive into the paint and then kick out and pass and you know just keep the ball moving and disorient the other defenders enough that eventually they get an open shot for a guy like Derek White coming off the bench. All right, so short, I got two quotes for you, right? 
Go ahead. And I want you to guess who these, these are players are. Okay. We've got to figure this out very, very quickly. This was by a player after a game. Who was this player? That's it? That could be literally anybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tired of losing. We've got to figure this out very, very quickly. Joel? It was not Joel. Someone Wait, Joel's tired of losing like in general or to who? Tired to, of like, losing a specific- in general. Oh, in general. Oh, so this was probably wasn't a Sixers player, right? It was not a Sixers player, but oh, okay. Sixers. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm tired of losing. We got to figure this out. Uh, was it LeBron? LeBron is not a former Sixer player. Oh, you said it was a former Sixer. Yes. Oh, I thought you said it wasn't. I thought you said it was not, it's not a Sixer, it's not a former Sixer. Okay, so it no, was a former it. Sixer. Former Sixer said this. A former Sixer said this. Um, This season? Yes, this was yesterday. Oh, okay. A former Sixer said this yesterday. Probably one of the ones that we said we let get away. It was the um, one that got away. Hmm. I'm trying to think who's losing right now. The one that got away, John. Who's the one sixer that got away? We wanted him to resign, but he didn't resign. Oh, oh yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. The Heat are yeah. on a uh, four-game losing streak. Yeah. They are seventh seed in the East. They are only a game in front of the Hawks. They're only a game and a half in front of the Raptors from falling from seventh to ninth. They're on a four-game losing streak. That's and the yeah. Heat have been ass this entire. Well, mediocre, I guess you could say. But they've they've been ass, and we play them next. They're next. I think we played them twice, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we played them tomorrow and Wednesday. What do you think is happening? Like, why is this? Why is this happening? Um, it's happening because they chose not to do anything in the off season and stayed pat while everybody else got better. They chose continuity mm. over just getting better. They didn't. They who did they get? They lost. Kevin Love. That's it. Right. They, they got. They got Kevin they Love. But like, lost PJ. You you brought back Victor Oladipo, and that's kind of it. Like that's all they did. And then the trade, the trade deadline, they traded away a second round pick to get rid of Dwayne Detman. Yeah. So it's like you didn't get anything. I mean, Kevin Love, but cool. But Kevin Love is at the back half of his career. So yeah. it's like. You, you didn't, you didn't do nothing. You got Jimmy on this contract for the next like three years. Tyler Harrow doesn't seem like he's improving. Three years? Did Jimmy get an extension or something? He got a he got an extension. Yeah. Oh okay. I was gonna say he, he got him on there. like a year left or two years left. Like Tobias, he's signed the same year. No, he he got an extension. Oh okay. Um. Tyler Harrow stayed the same. Yeah. Bim has gotten a little better. But, like, not to the point where you go, that is game-changing. Yeah. And it's, like, literally, it's it's to a point now where it's, like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's just, it's it's weird. Like, I feel like we've never seen anything like this before where you have a team that was in the finals and then, what, two straight conference finals? Yep. Except for they got eliminated first round one year because they uh, went against Milwaukee. And they got uh, swept. That was the year after. 
Yeah. Well, they so were in they the final. They won finals. finals 2020. Yeah, there was finals. They got swept in the first round and then Eastern Conference finals. Right. Okay. So it's like, how do you... I don't know. It's like they've been consistently... A play, even in the year they got swept in the first round, weren't they like the fifth seed or something like that? Yeah, they. I think the Bucks were... That was the year we were the first seed, I think. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. So they were like the third or fourth yeah so it probably was a four or five yeah or something like that so i think they were the fourth i could check i think it was us boston milwaukee miami the year we got first it was milwaukee three um miami six. Oh, okay so they were six they were six yeah so it was a three six yep three six um, and they 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 got obliterated. But it's weird. Like I've never seen a team fall off this hard. Yeah, I mean, it's like, to be fair, that I mean, if that's the case, they're showing a bit of a pattern. Like to go from the finals, and then the next year they're the sixth seed, and then they're the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the next year they're the seventh seed. But the, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing that that is happening because they right. went from being. Getting eliminated by the Bucks, Bucks who had PJ, to getting, to PJ, getting PJ, yeah, to then losing PJ and then losing like literally nothing getting better, yeah, nothing progressed. It's weird. Listen, it, it's weird because it's not their fault. It's just that everyone around them got better. I mean, it is their fault because they didn't try. No, I mean, like, like it, they it literally get, feels like they didn't. Besides losing PJ, they didn't do anything significantly, like to to get worse. You know what I, I mean? Like it's not yeah, like it's not like the year that we lost Jimmy and JJ and then signed out Horford. Like we we got worse. Like we literally made ourselves worse. Like Miami hasn't really done that. Besides losing PJ, they haven't really done anything to make themselves worse. It's just that everyone else around them is getting better. Boston's getting better. Milwaukee's All I'm gonna say is better. We've gotten better. I mean, the Hawks have regressed. <laughs> That's about it. Other than it's that, like, like the top listen, teams from say, last year and the year the before are still the top teams. Every time, every time the Hawks start losing, they change their head coach and then they start winning. Yeah, yeah, they start winning. It's weird. So, Quinn Snyder's their new coach. Um, meanwhile, hell of a hell of a job. Meanwhile, Boston has changed coaches however many times, and they've been pretty consistently good still. But then again, they have they have fucking Al Horford and Marcus Smart, the guys that keep everybody kind of in check. So yeah. it was it was never going to get too out of hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Respect, respectively, because you know, like literally, like, and this is the thing, like he, Al Horford got booed, and this was like Anna Horford, Anna Horford's big thing that he was still getting booed. Well. Well, he didn't do shit. <laughs> he, he was here. He didn't do shit. But, like, I have said on this podcast before that Al Horford would fit this team. Like, I feel like, yeah, not even as a backup. I think he could play four. If you have P.J. playing four, you have mm-hmm. Al Horford playing four. No. Nah. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, no, you can have Al Horford playing four next to Joel. No, I maybe, maybe, yeah. In a lineup that Ben Simmons is not in, sure, probably. No, I'm saying but, like this, and with this team, yes. With yeah, this team. I'm, yeah, I'm saying in a starting lineup with that has no Ben Simmons, yeah, you probably could have Al Horford playing the four. But at the same time, Al Horford, I don't think is as mobile of a defender as PJ. I think what makes PJ useful is the switchability between him and, and Tobias. Like, I feel like you could do that with Al Horford too. 
I mean, he's not ah. he's not the same as he was anymore. I, I, I don't know if you want to put like Al Horford on a three. Al Horford can contain himself. Okay. I feel like Al Horford. I feel like Al Horford and Tobias Harris defense is the same at this point. No. I think Al. I think Tobias is a little bit more mobile, a little bit better lateral quickness than Al. Al has better instincts. I'll give him that for sure. But in terms of just physical ability, like, I mean, I would say Tobias and PJ are probably still ahead of Al in that regard. I just like his level-headedness. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Seth. Like but I, don't I would hear. rather, but I, I just, would rather him come off the bench, because that's a significant improvement to the bench unit. And on top of that, it's a guy who, and on a bench like ours, that's very young. Mm-hmm. He could be a defensive anchor and like that level-headed guy for the young guys like Tyrese and Shake and, you know, even Niang, who you know I think people forget was only drafted like what four or five years ago. Uh, yeah, Yang was drafted in the same draft as Ben Simmons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, oh, so, what, seven years ago. Yeah. Still, been in the league less than ten years. So, like, I think for that unit, he could be that, like, that kind of leader, you know, the guy who kind of settles everybody down and keeps everything, keeps the keeps the boat afloat, right? So and that it, way we know if we go into a lead, if we go into... You know, if the bench comes out and we have a lead, the lead will be maintained. So, well, speaking of George Niang, George Niang, I don't know if you've seen, but George Niang took some shots at uh, Ben Simmons. On <laughs> yeah, so um, so he was on um, I want to want to get this I want to get this correct, the the source correct. Uh, did um, they play together? They didn't play together. The uh, John Con Cage show, Ken Cage show, on uh-huh. ninety five, the fanatic, um, basically. Uh, Pat Egan said, "What's the difference between this year, at this point, last year's team? Wait, and last year's team. Last year's team just gotten hard. Oh, this is like the whole conversation. Um, so basically, 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 um, they they asked him what, what was the difference because we're five games ahead of where we were last year at this point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, let me be honest, Ben Simmons handicapped us." He said Ben handicapped I don't think that's us. taking shots. He said Ben handicapped us, and then somebody on part of his team goes, yeah, Ben Ben's not in the rotation no more, which is crazy. Ben Simmons is not in the rotation no more. We told the Nets fans this was happening. They didn't believe us. Um, ben Simmons, and, and he goes, well, that's not my problem. And he has a little fucking smirk. Is it? Um, and... Um, Oh, wait, wait, we go down, we go down. We go That's down. taking shots. <laughs> I was going to say, um, saying Ben handicapped this is not taking shots. I, if anything, it's just the truth, but that's not my problem. <laughs> this is a little bit of a, a shot. Okay, um, he said uh, building a team when you don't have, when you don't know who he's playing every night is very hard to think think mm-hmm. about. And then when the trade deadline came around, they were like, there was like talks and within the team, within the locker room of, Who's being attached with him? Because they know they knew at that point the Sixers were targeting James Harden, mm-hmm. and they knew it was not going to be a straight up. Yeah. Um, and then he said, uh, "You got you have to figure it out. Or other role players have to step up and replace you know the passing, the dribbling, the rebounding, the defense." 
Ken Kig said, you didn't say shooting. And mm-hmm. Yang said, exactly my point. <laughs> so Jersey Yang took some shots. Jersey Yang is a uh, perfect, he perfect fit for this city. Um, he's perfect, yeah. perfect. For I think sure. I said this, I said, out of him or Shake, who do you bring back? I said Jersey Yang. Um, because I feel like Shake, I, Shake is not going to get the time. He's going to want to because especially like I don't understand bringing Tyrese off the bench no more. Um, he's it doesn't look good no more. Like I feel like the first couple games cool, but now like we've seen a big bigger sample size of it. It doesn't look good. Like he's I mean, like overthinking it. Yeah, that's the issue. I, I think he's not playing with the same. See, the problem was bringing him off the bench was supposed to give him that sense of freedom that he didn't have quite as much of playing next to James. Whereas, like, now, as you're, you're the lead ball handler of the second unit, like, you pretty much go out and do what you want to do. Like, the game kind of flows through you. But, yeah, it seems like he's overthinking it instead of just playing with that freedom and that joy that he, we're used to seeing him play with. Um, and, and what I would say is, now that you have him coming off the bench, you kind of take away Shake's role completely. Yeah. Because it's like you really can't play Shake because Tyrese has the ball in his hand and Shake is not a spot-up shooter. Right. Right and like I I honestly feel like D'Anthony D'Anthony hasn't been playing good starting like his defense has been there, but he, like his he hasn't been the same these last couple of games. Well, I mean but, I think the defense was why they wanted to start him in the first place. No, for real, yeah. I but know. I think the the shooting, I think he I think it'll come and go, but I think it's also a rhythm thing. I don't think he's getting up the shots that he was during the time when. You know, Joel was out, and like James was kind of like in and out of the rotation, and you know what I mean. Like, it, it's it's not the same anymore. I think now when it's like, okay, you're the starter. Like, we're not experimenting anymore. Like, this is your your job. This is what we need you to do every single game. And now I think also you have a you know enough sample size where teams are keying in on him a little bit. Like, they know, okay, he's the 3 and D guy. We can't leave him. If you're going to double Joel, you probably want to leave PJ, not DeAnthony. Whereas before, it was probably the opposite. You would leave DeAnthony and stay home on PJ and Tobias. Whereas, you know, now DeAnthony's not really getting any open shots. That's why, like, we should should switch it back. We should go put Tyrese back into the starting lineup, put DeAnthony back off the bench. Him and Shake seem like they had something going. Um... It, it, it like we uh, it made sense in the beginning, like mm-hmm. to test it out just to see because obviously Tyrese would be the best scorer we would have off the bench. Like even with Shake doing it, he he would be the better one to come off the bench. And his skill set yeah. is really tailored. You know, a guy who just get buckets. He's tailored as like your prototypical six man, a yeah. guy who comes in get buckets, goes back out. Not the best defender, but you know can score in bunches. Yeah, so it makes sense. That he would be, like he a six man, but it's like I, he's better with the starters. He's better. Well, like he's better with the starters. He's not as much of a focal point too. Because look, also he like, see the thing like you said he bene- he benefit off of like Joel. Like he yeah, like yeah. literally you got to double Joel, and like Joel would be posting up. Tyrese Maxey would cut, and he's at the rim. Yeah. See the difference is. All Tyrese needs is a running start. Yeah. If you if he can get a running start at the rim, he's going to finish with either a nice layup, a tough layup, contested layup, or a floater or a runner. 
and those are high percentage shots for him. But when he's when there's nobody in the you know in the paint like a Joel Embiid garnering that much attention, garnering that much attention, or James Harden out in the perimeter like handling the ball, or Tobias you know in the corner waiting for a catch and shoot like there's when there's not those other weapons out there to take attention you know from the defense you're not getting those run like lanes to the basket so it's like Tyrese when he's in the when he's coming off the bench they know he's the guy so he's not they're not leaving him at all he has somebody on his hip from the moment that he catches the ball up until he decides to shoot or pass it so there is no, oh, I just got to get a running start. Like, you got to get around somebody first. And yeah. that's where we're starting to see him sort of struggle a little bit is with the moves, like the dribble moves, getting loose, getting separation. Like, those are some of the things that he's kind of starting to get, not exposed, but it's just like, you know, that's not his, that's not his, his strength. Yeah. So last five games for DeAnthony Mellon. He's uh, 21 minutes a game, five points, two rebounds, two assists, shoot 35% from the field, 38% from three. It's not the Anthony Mellon. No. I mean, That's the not- 38% from three is like, it's good, but at the same time, if, he, if you're shooting 38% from three, but you're only averaging five points, then what that tells me is that teams are getting good at running you off the three-point line or making you pass the ball because he's not he's not getting those open shots anymore so he's either passing it off or he's you know pump fake two dribbles into the into the mid-range and then pass or and then try to put up some type of weird shot and that's where he's that's what's killing his field goal percentage Tyrese Maxey this is the last five games 15.6 points three rebounds three assists 44 percent from the field 25 percent from three yeah, because he's not getting the lanes to the basket. See, it's the opposite. Both of them need what the opposite has. Yeah. Like, Tyrese needs to get to the basket, whereas DeAnthony needs somebody to let him shoot the three. They're not letting Tyrese get to the basket, and they're not letting DeAnthony shoot the three. They're making him try to become a, a driver, a creator. And for Tyrese, they're making him stick out in, you know, the perimeter. Okay. We... But see, the, the problem too is that is that is that an issue of them being in the positions that they're in, where now Tyrese is coming off the bench and and DeAnthony is starting, or is that more of an issue of okay, teams have just kind of figured us out because we're also playing really good teams that are obviously going to have really good scouting I, reports I would say, and know how to key in on guys. I could say I would say you could say a little bit of both, mm-hmm. but I would say more so we're like like we said Tyrese benefits off of like when. He's the main guy. When you know when Tyrese Maxey's on uh, coming off the bench and he's by himself in the bench unit, you know where like the offense is going to be generated from. Yeah. Versus if he's with Joel and James, he could be lost in the shuffle, and that's where he could be his most dynamic is when you you're not thinking of him. Yeah. And he could really like like we're talking about a guy who put up 44 in a playoff game. Yeah. Like literally, Joel didn't have it. Uh, James was struggling. 44 points. He he can do it. It's just about like when you forget about him. He that's where he's at his best. Whereas mm-hmm. though I feel like shake one you're you're limiting three people at this point now. 
with this this Tyrese coming off the bench. Tyrese, Shake, and DeAnthony. Yeah. Like Shake and DeAnthony off the bench, they had that little thing going on where they they just feed off each other. Um, they had, I mean, Dwayne Dedman has yet to play. Um, he's had some setbacks because of a hip injury. Um, yeah. And it's like they had this 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 one two punch, and it's like we we changed it to understand taking the you know trying something. I understand trying something. Tyrese just came back off the injury um, from his foot, and it was like DeAnthony had showed you that he could, he was capable starter. But at the same time, now you you gotta like try to figure something out because now it's just like it's falling apart. Um, and obviously we still are winning. We were on a five game winning streak before that, mm-hmm. uh, before that loss to Boston. But still, it's like you see it and it looks very like choppy. Like it looks very like damn. Like he doesn't know when and where. Eat all three of them. They don't know when and where. And I don't think Shake has played like significant minutes. Yeah, he's played 10 minutes. He's averaged 10 minutes in the last five games. Yeah. I don't like I, You know what I think might be a, a, a bit of a help is to have, if you're going to keep Tyrese coming off the bench, still make Shake the primary ball handler. Because Shake, I think, is a little bit, obviously Tyrese is faster with the ball. He's a better finisher around the rim. He's just like he's a go like he'll just go and get buckets. But when it comes to like ball handling, Shake is very very shifty, and yeah. I think he's probably better suited to be that sort of point guard, like de facto point guard of the second unit. Whereas Shea, uh, Tyrese is just the scorer. Like, like look look at this against Houston, Shake played nineteen minutes. Against Cleveland, he played ten. Against Memphis, he played eight. And against Boston, he played two. Yeah. Because, like, you're literally putting Tyrese, to giving the ball to Tyrese and telling Shake to go sit in the corner. Yeah. I, I think, see, you know what the you know what else the issue is, too, is that we, have, we don't really have that many guys who can score, not shoot, but score and play, like, decent defense. The, really, we only have one guy. <laughs> and that's Joel. Yeah. T- Tobias can play decent defense on certain types of guys. Like, he can stay in front of guys, but he's not, like, going to wow you with anything defensively. But he can score when he gets the opportunity to. James is, like I said, showing me more on the defensive end as of late. But he's he's still not that great of a defender. And then you have DeAnthony, who is a good defender, but he's a shooter. He's not necessarily a scorer. Uh, he's a shooter slash slasher. Right. So we we really don't have anybody who can score and defend. So the problem is, no matter where you put Tyrese or DeAnthony, you're going to have the same issue. Because if you move DeAnthony to the bench, now you have the same issue in the starting lineup that you have on the bench, where you have Harden and Tyrese who both of them will give you know they'll they'll give you some effort but neither one of them are pretty are are decent defenders but then on the other hand on the bench now you have DeAnthony and Shake which is probably a better combination but I'll also throw now there's DeAnthony there's Shake and I love Jalen McDaniels I fucking love him I fucking love Jalen I I like Jalen McDaniels but he's it's the same thing he's not a scorer he can he can but knock that, down threes and he can play but, decent defense, but it's he can't he can't score. He's not a guy who can go and get his own bucket. 
I feel like I feel like the addition of him, right? Because you will play him at the three, and you mm-hmm. play uh, Niang at the four, and then I guess your five is whoever. Yeah. Um, as of whoever, late, Paul Reed. Right, as of late. Yeah, whoever that is. And that defensively, Paul Reed, the Jalen McDaniels, and De'Anthony Melton, those switches are fucking crazy. Like, that, do we were playing against who? And well, it is, but, but see, we're but you're talking against- about the bench. But remember, if you move DeAnthony to the bench, now you have issues defensively in your starting lineup. But this this is my whole thing. At, at that point, we have had slow starts to every game, right? Yeah. You've had slow starts. Tyrese Maxey picks that up. So when your bench comes in, you have a lot of defensive guys. You have the, the guys who could drive and kick, and you have your shooters out there, which should could, uh, keep the lead or even build upon it. Because but that's of if you the get way one. It, it would, but but remember but that's saying, if you get one because we're also not stopping guys at the same level if Tyrese is in the starting lineup. We're not we're not getting as many stops early on. Like yesterday but, against Boston, we actually started pretty good. Like as like defensively. No, for real. I mean, like uh what's his name? Uh Jace Tatum wasn't scoring. Like he had five points at the half. Yeah. But so, then I mean yes, but still it's, it's also like, damn, like we could have stepped on the necks if the guys could have hit some shots. Obviously, the Joel thing happened, but like some more shots because then you know we get in that place where it's like neither team is scoring. All right, then Boston starts scoring and we still can't find it. Yeah. Whereas though, I feel like Tyrese in that moment cut to the rim, throw up a floater, like you know what I'm saying, get fouled, things like that. Because like when they're they're going at such a well and it's like fuck. Joel's getting, they were like literally playing suffocating defense on Joel mm-hmm. at a point where it's like, damn, James gets it, but they close out on James quickly. You know, James is not as quick to get to the rim. I mean, he has, he has been better. Yeah. He definitely has been better, but it's like, it's not as like if Joel kicked it to Tyrese and Tyrese just burner. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no Al Horford. Like, Al Horford a couple times slowed James. Um, I think Robert Bill Williams did a good job. Uh, Grant Williams did a good job. Of like just like not letting him get past them as much, whereas though they have no fucking ch- they have no chance. Yeah, they don't have the foot speed with Tyrese, and it, and it might just be those instances, where mm-hmm. like though those just in those certain certain situations where that Tyrese could be uh, played more, but it also could just be like like Joel Joel and Tyrese should be probably on the floor more together. I feel like the the uh, pick and roll of James Harden should be to start the game and to close the game. And mm-hmm. I would have Tyrese, probably James out there with, like, a pick-and-roll center. I think his favorite of the – I mean, obviously, we haven't seen Dwayne Dedman yet. But his favorite of the two is Montrez. Yeah. Where, like, you have a pick and, and pick and um, uh, pick and roll with Montrez or a pick-and-roll. I mean, Jalen McDaniels has been catching lobs and shit. So, like, pick-and-roll with Jalen McDaniels, throwing up lobs to him and facilitating with that, with James having have that run. But then also have Tyrese with Joel, which, yeah. like, like I said – he gets lost in the shuffle because you have to focus so much on Joel and then the pick and roll to end the game because nobody's He's, fucking with that. You know what's crazy? I'm going to be honest with you. And this is one of the few things that I can honestly commend Brett Brown on that Doc Rivers has just not done. Pick and rolls with your four. Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't seen a single I haven't seen a single James Harden Tobias Harris pick. Pick and roll. Like, imagine that. Imagine if you don't even have, like, put Joel in the dunker spot. 7-2 Joel in the dunker, dunker spot. Put DeAnthony and uh, PJ on the wings. 
and ha- run a pick and roll with, or no, put DeAnthony on the wing and, and PJ in the corner, on the opposite corner of Joel, and run a pick and roll with Tobias and and James. Tobias think- can pick and roll or pick and pop. James can go to the basket and put up a floater or a layup, or he can just dump it off to 7-2 Joel. And, I mean, who's stopping that when he's that close to the basket? Like, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen any of those. Like, that's I'm the not. thing. There's so many. See, that that's part of why I feel like the whole issues of us having slow starts or not being able to hold on to leads is, is I mean, obviously, yes, the lineups are a part of it, but it's also how you use the players. Like, we've gotten so predictable. Very much with our with our offense. That is that's like, why that's why when Tobias Harris has a great game, we often win because you don't expect shit from him. Exactly. Like it's to the point where like our offense is literally Joel, Joel James, Joel James, Joel James. Joel goes to the bench. James goes to the bench. Tyrese, 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 Tyrese. Yeah. And then it's like when the fuck is Tobias when he has time? Because especially like his pull up mid range, his, his yep. he don't really post up anymore. Like against Boston was the first time I seen him post up in a minute. Our like, best games, our best games is when we can have a third or fourth guy score twenty plus. So right. it's usually either it's usually one of the three between Tobias, Tyrese, and George. And the, the, the games when George goes off, we blow teams out. This, this the thing is is that you want one of them. To be like by the time playoffs start, we have to have at least one of them filling themselves. Mm-hmm. Like one of the fillers up, and then nine times out of ten, it's probably gonna be Tyrese. Yeah, because I feel like of of the two, Tyrese is the more reliable one. Well, not even that. I mean, Tyrese is also the one who's just like, I I don't care. Like <laughs> Tyrese is the one who's just like, I'm gonna fucking go and try and get a bucket. Like that's just what I'm gonna do. Whereas Tobias is more of like level-headed like not level not to say that Tyrese isn't level-headed follow, but Tobias follow the pace of the offense yeah like, Tobias yeah, yeah, is like what do I need to do to help us win whereas Tyrese is just like I'm just gonna go score <laughs> like right like Joel Joel's talked about it like he said in the pros the post-game conference like he talked to Tyrese Tim Tyrese had like a one-on-one of like Tyrese came up to him and said uh what do I have to do more what can yeah. I do to help you and he's Joel was literally just like shoot it yeah, like shoot it, bro. Like just you keep, shoot forty percent. <laughs> you shoot forty percent from three. You're yeah. literally the best, like percentage wise shooter. I think George Niang has because uh, it's a recent stretch of yeah. him shooting poorly. I think George Niang has that that title now. But like he was shooting forty two percent from three on like six attempts. Mm-hmm. So like you shoot like fuck everything else. Yeah, shoot it. And when they and when you or when you're on fire from shooting it, drive it like you know what yep. I mean like, they, like literally like Joel can really go point to like I'm a 35 percent three point shooter, but when I pump these motherfuckers jump, yeah like, literally like, and it's not even a shooting motion. Motherfucker just pits the ball over his head with both. Yeah, hands. he literally just does. He just does this, right? And they <laughs> just go for it because. When a beat, all you all in beat needs is one shot to fall through, for yep. him to catch rhythm again. That's and, what happened against Memphis. And it's because Joel's shot. shot is so slow that everybody feels like I can make it. <laughs> like, right. Everybody feels like I can I can get it. I can make it. I can get there and I can contest. I can get a. I can tip it. I can throw it off course. But it's just like he's going slow on purpose. He wants you to try and come out here and block it, 
and then he'll just walk right past you <laughs> with like right. the slowest drive ever, the slowest right. Euro step ever. And 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 uh, Tyrese is going to figure it out. Like literally, uh, unfortunately, but like I feel like Ty- Tyrese has a better. Tyrese will figure it out more than Tobias because I feel like Tobias, like like you said, flows in the pace of the offense rather than going. All right, it's my time. Yeah, my time. Give me the fucking ball. Like yeah. I've seen Tyrese wave off Joel. Yeah, like Joel will start to post up. Tyrese will be like, "Yo, go." Yeah, like, like go. You're in my way. <laughs> like you're like literally, you're in my way, and Joel respects that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay, all right, it's your turn. Like, you know what I mean. Like yeah. J- James is doing too. James has done too. Where like he gets a mismatch, Joel's posting up. Hey, let me get it. Yeah, like Joel doesn't care. Yeah. As long as he's winning. Like, he yeah. doesn't give a fuck as long as you score. If you score, he does not give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just don't do that shit and miss. <laughs> like, this, right. Because the, then it's like, nah. It. <laughs> no, like, next time down, is you're going to try to wake him up. Like, no, yeah. motherfucking, no, no. I'm not going no. anywhere. <laughs> right. And that's that's the only thing. Like, you know what I mean? Just confidence. And I feel like once he, he's a guy where, like, he's going to get it back. And yeah. when he gets it back, it's... It's going to be spectacular again. These last games, like he's scoring well, like 15 points, I think I said. But it's not as efficient as he is, and it's not the same way that he normally does. It's yeah. more forced than yeah. anything. Um, I feel bad for Tobias sometimes. I do. I do. Because like, this like- is, we're, we're back in a situation where I said before, when I was like, why we should trade him? Because I was like, Doc is not using them right. Yeah. But then, and then, and like, it's just like, Cause like literally, the last last game was the first time I seen him post up, mm-hmm. and like probably however 10 games. yeah yeah like was that and Tobias is a post score mid range score mm-hmm. like you need that in the playoffs when the threes aren't falling, and you would think that you would go to him more especially in the mismatches like Tobias is like six eight two forty yeah don't go to him a lot and, and it's crazy because like a lot of the times there's a mismatch everybody's mm-hmm. playing small ball he is six eight. 240. He's stocky. Like, he got to wait to him. Like, let him do his thing. And yeah. normally, when he gets there, he makes it. Yeah. So, it's, and I guess it's like, if we're going to slow the game down for anybody, I guess their mentality, if we're going to slow it down for anybody, it's going to be Joel or it's going to be James. But it's like, let him catch his shit because then it makes it easier for you two because yeah. they got to think twice now about doubling. Yep. But, but it, you know, it's like you're, when you're surrounded by these generational talents, which, I mean, you know, you got James Harden, you got Joel Embiid. Uh, it's like it's easy to ask. And it's, it's, the problem, too, is that Tyree, I mean, Tobias is a bit of a, like, Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Like, he's not a master of anything, but he's definitely a jack-of-all-trades. Like, he can shoot from the three. He can shoot from mid-range. He can finish at the rim. He's athletic. He's got size. Like he's mobile, he can handle the ball. He's he's a jack of all trades, but the problem is, when you're a jack of all trades and master of none, you have to figure out okay, which like you have to think through your game. It's like all right, which tool do I pull out today? You know what I mean? And it's like a lot of times it's hard to even figure that out until you're in the rhythm of the game. So we've seen a lot of like slow starts for Tobias, and on top of that. When you're when you're the only person who's not the only person, but when you're the guy who's that jack of all trades in the starting lineup, it's like you're being asked to do a different thing almost every single game, 
Whereas Joel is always asked to do the same thing, protect the rim and score. James Harden, pass the ball and score. Tyrese Maxey, score. P.J. Tucker, play great defense and knock down a corner three from time to time. DeAnthony Melton, play great defense and knock down a three from time to time. Like, with Tobias, is like every single game, his job can change completely. Because, like, of, of, like, literally, because I literally said Maxey, I expect to be the third guy. But, like, Ty- Tobias's game and the position he plays, like, that should be your third guy. Yeah, literally, like the, the way he plays, you will go. That that's your third guy because Tyrese is, like I said, is more fitted, and his game is more tailor made for the six man role. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris should be that guy. Like this, like this season, he's not been bad. Like this season, he's averaging fifteen points, uh, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, half a block, yeah. shooting forty, shooting fifty percent from the floor, thirty eight percent from three, eighty five percent from. The free throw line, he's not having a bad season by any means. Honestly, yep. this is one of his more better seasons, I would say, because of, like, the adjustments he's made yep. and, like, just the steps he take forward to be the third, fourth, sometimes even fifth option. But it's, like, I just want to see him more. Like, I want to see him, like, it's, like, there's not a lot of Tobias Harris game. We haven't had a Tobias Harris game this year where it's, like, Tobias Harris was the reason we won. Or, like, I right. mean, obviously you could say, like, he hit the main, one, one of the main shots against mm-hmm. Memphis, but, like, a game where it's, like, the best player was Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that. It's it's hard to be consistent in an inconsistent role. 100%. And, you know, even for a guy like Tobias, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because he's always been good enough to not get ignored, but not good enough to get the get the touches. Like he's not gonna get Joel Embiid or James Harden touches in a game where you we want you to shoot the ball thirty times. Like mm-hmm. he's never gonna have a coach except for when he was with the Clippers with Doc because he was literally the best player on the team. But since then and even before then, Tobias has consistently been on teams where he's like one of the better scorers but the team is trash or He's got a lot of talent around him, and he has to sort of take a back seat. So it's like, you know, you're you're never really going to see a game where Tobias Harris can score 40. Like, it's probably never, it's just never going to happen, at least not on a good team. So it's like, like I mean, he gets I feel like- overlooked constantly, even though he could do it. It's like Rudy Gay. Like, when, like Rudy Gay back in the day was like, you everybody knew he was a problem, but it was just, he never I mean, really had the those, time, yeah. Yeah, he never had those games where you would say like, "Oh, he's one of that's one of the best scorers in the league," even though you knew he could get a bucket on anybody. It was just right. like it was a timing thing. Yeah, I I definitely want to see him use more. I feel like he could he like Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris are the X factors. Mm-hmm. I think obviously James is too. Like, we have a lot of X-Factors. Like, literally, in terms of the players that we need to step up is Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey. Obviously, Joel's health plays a, plays a factor in James not going away mm-hmm. in the playoffs, taking vacation early. Like, and then, like, you, every time James has a big game, like, after um, recently, um, there's the, the Houston thing that heats up again. It gets put out there that uh, somebody yeah. said there was a 7 out of 10 chance um, James goes back to Houston. If we and lose. It's like, right. Yeah. And this whole thing, every time James Harden has a big game, all of a sudden this thing is coming out again. Yep. And I'm like, okay. Like, at a certain point, like, we've been Sixer fans. We 
have seen all the bullshit, the Brian Calangelo with the fake fucking Instagrams and liking shit and saying things. It's like, bro, we know when there's a PR stunt. Yeah. Like, we know when, okay, you want your money, bro. Like, we understand that you want your money. Because literally, it's like, don't make it fucking obvious after every great game you have that this is, okay. Yeah. James Harden might go back to the Rockets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might, might go back to the Rockets. Yeah. And it's like, this is the whole thing with the Sixers. If James Harden leaves, like if we get far enough in the playoffs, right? Say we get the Eastern Conference Finals and we go six, seven games and we lose. And when James Harden walks, we're still good. Yeah. Because Tyrese Maxey's still here. Anthony Mountain's and, still here. And Joel Beach, James, James Harden Harris. leaving frees us up to go and get somebody else. I don't think that's how that works. It does. Because he's nah. if he if he doesn't take if he doesn't take on the second year of his contract. We, we don't get, get that, that money. We don't. We don't to spend. No, you gotta think about it. Bird rights. That's how we would be able to get them. That's how we were able to sign them last year. Bird rights. So you could go over your cap to go get them. No, because of Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and um, the rest of the guys in our roster, we yeah. would have money, but we wouldn't have thirty million. But remember, we we took yes we signed him we re-signed him with the Burr rights but we still signed him for less than we could have because we wanted to go and get PJ so we still saved money even on the contract that he's on now so if he doesn't come back we actually like, save we're, more we're money going to, we're going to have money but it's not going to be oh no 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 it's not like a max contract it's, like, it's no, going to be not, like in the 17s yeah yeah, yeah of, of course everything else it's not. It's not going to be anything groundbreaking, but it's going to be enough to go out and get a guy who can be serviceable at the point guard position. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's a lot of guys who I feel like are serviceable, but obviously are the best defensively. Like I always felt like D'Angelo Russell was a guy that could yeah. come here, close games. Yeah, you know, like shit like that. But obviously, gives it back defensively. Um, and I think he's more so like a, a basically Tyrese Maxey. Two, point two, like because yeah. uh, you know his his game, like he can facilitate better than Tyrese Maxey, and I think that's what Tyrese Maxey's next step should be: learn how to facilitate when and where to take a shot, when to pass the ball, when to drive and kick. Like that's his next step because he's been like literally everything that he's been giving, he has shown he can take. Um, but like guys like that, like because like what I'm looking at is the team is going to be intact; it's just going to be no James Harden. Yeah. Because literally, who else? I mean, George Niang, you will resign. Shake, you probably will let walk. Uh, you still have a Jay Springer. You still have Furcon that you could trade. Jay yeah. Springer, Furcon, and I think Daniel House. And um, my trust is definitely going to pick up his fucking player option. Yeah. So that's four guys that you could move out. Yeah. That you could dump somewhere. Probably free up more cap. You probably got attached like a second round pick to it. Cool, whatever. You got to take a test pick to double buff to a team. But you're, we're not in the worst spot. But obviously, we have to go deeper in the playoffs than we ever been for this to even kick in. Yeah. Because if we go first round, second round again, Joel can axe out. Mm-hmm. Like, he could be done. You know what I mean? And, like, literally, I feel like for us, this, obviously, this is the best time. This is the best shot. This is, this is if we're going to do it, this is going to be the year. Mm-hmm. But if we go deep into the playoffs and like Joel goes, okay, I'll give it another year. Like we can be, we can be in a place where we're waiting out other teams. Yeah, where in a sense where like, like I told you, I brought up the Jimmy Butler thing. I brought that up for a reason because if yeah. Jimmy Butler wants out, 
where Jimmy Butler does not see that this is going to happen or the Miami Heat's like run has ran ran their course, there is a max contract that we have been talking about being a better third option. And Tobias Harris. We still have the twenty twenty nine pick. That first round pick. Hey, this this guy, cool. You're not getting Maxi, obviously. <laughs> you're, you're not. Yeah, of not, course. That's not happening. But you can get Tobias in the twenty twenty nine and unprotected. Yeah, yeah. Even though I would want to protect it, but like at that point, you're trying to win, so you probably just say fuck it because you don't want them to turn their eyes somewhere else. Hey, mm-hmm. unprotected, huh? Take this, take this, Tobias Harris, take Jaden Springer, take take whatever we can give you, whatever second rounds we can give you, um, yeah. because obviously second round picks matter. Um, it, it just you know just because like obviously I don't feel like it. I don't feel like Jimmy's the type of guy to ask for a trade. Uh, yeah. Even though he did it in Minnesota, but Minnesota, the guys there weren't the the, the prototypical Jimmy Butler yeah. type of guys. But, and I think Miami Heat more so have those guys than Bam and Tyler and, you know, Kyle Lowry. I forgot Kyle Lowry was a player. You know, like, those those guys, like, there are, like, more pit bull mentality than the Minnesota Timberwolves were. So he might stick it out a little bit more. And I don't, I don't think he, he – you fought your way to get there. So I don't think going back on it is kind of crazy, um, yeah. kind of crazy. But it's also Jimmy Butler, so yeah, Jimmy's yeah. not afraid to be like, I don't like it here, I'm out. <laughs> right, right. And if it wasn't for fucking Brett Brown and Ben Simmons, I'm pretty sure we could have retained him. Yeah, but well, I would say and and uh, uh, there were some issues with ownership. Yeah, no, it was definitely shit said. Yeah, because um, I remember he did the thing with JJ when he first signed with Miami, and JJ was talking about him because JJ signed with New Orleans at the time. He somebody in the management said, "Can you uh, contain Jimmy or some shit like that?" I, I think can it was you, a, it was somebody in the ownership group. Ownership group said, "Can you contain him or something?" Can you like control that. him? Control? Yeah, there we go. Can you control him? And Jimmy like, "I'm a grown ass man." Yeah, I, I'll, I'll just go. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll leave. Like and, and it sucks because uh, because I mean at the same time as a person as an employee, it's like if I need to be controlled, right. then clearly you don't actually want me, right? You want because a version of what me. makes me right. me is the shit is that I do. So it's like and, if and you want to change me, then you don't want me. And it's crazy because I feel like we've done a lot of dumb shit in the hindsight. A lot of, that was a dumb. That, uh, we didn't understand it. It's still like the other shit came out. Yeah. But we've done a lot of dumb shit in hindsight. Like the yeah. the Jason Tatum thing, the uh Mikel Bridges thing, uh where like it didn't work out. But it made yeah. sense in the moment, but over time it did not work out. Yeah. Losing Jimmy fucked us up. One, because that was your superstar's best friend. Yep. He motivated and brought some shit out of Joel that we have not seen. Like I feel like Joel was just now these last two years bringing it out of himself. Yeah. And obviously James with the the facilitating it's helping him make um get easier buckets. Yeah. But like Jamie brought some shit out of Joel that we've never seen. Like Joel I mean, was happy. Like literally yeah. happy. Smiling ear to ear every fucking day, like joking in the press conferences. Like like Joel was like happy. He was in the heaven. Because yeah. there was finally somebody who he can 
who can tell him what the fuck it is. Like, nobody's going to bullshit him. Nobody's going to tell him what he wants to hear. It was a guy that was telling him what he needed to fucking know and telling him to do it. He wasn't asking him. He was fucking telling him. And yeah. he hasn't, hasn't had somebody. I'm pretty sure PJ's like that now. But, like, the guy who was, like, on his level at that point, because Joel didn't take the, the superstar step yet. Somebody mm-hmm. on his level that was telling him what to do and, like, having his back, like, in that Jerry Dudley situation. Yeah. Jimmy Butler got ejected from the game because he didn't like that shit. Like, somebody having his back, he hasn't had that. And I feel like even now we got the constant rumors of James Harden Mike fucking wanting to leave. You know Joel seeing that shit. Yeah. You know, the, the players, like, Tobias said it on, on the uh, Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Like, we see this shit. We, we're going to act like we don't see it, but we see this shit. Jersey Yang also alluded to it, too, when um, Matisse was getting traded. It's like, bro, we, we know what, what's going to happen. Or we right. know when the writing's on the wall or when something might change. Yeah. Like, we know that shit. It's not, we, it's not like everybody else knows we're just fucking dumb to it. Like, they know. And, and that, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a lot. On. And Pete, I, I think Jimmy, too, is, is in a rare situation because... Okay. Your hair? Yeah. It looks nice. Come here. You want to show? You want to show Marquise? Mm-hmm. You got some twists. Mm-hmm. Your hair looks nice, Cammy. Though. Mm-hmm. He said your hair looks nice. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. What do you say? Hi. Say thank you. Thank you. You welcome. All right. Go ahead, Boo Can you close the door? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think Jimmy's in a rare situation of like all the the Philly stars who have like left of their own accord who can come back. Right. And and, and it's crazy because when with the first game that we played him that he came to play to Philly, like we were booing him, but we weren't booing him because we hate him. We booed him because we didn't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He, like we weren't like every other person that we are boo is because we wanted them to fucking go. Like, yeah. we wanted them to go, or, like, we, we chair them because we realized that, you know, it probably was time to part ways, but, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, TJ, like, it was time. It was time to part ways with TJ because we need a backup point guard that can shoot more, like, yeah. stuff like that. It made sense. So, every time TJ comes back, standard ovation. Um, JJ, JJ was a stupid one, but every time he's broadcasting in Philly, standard ovation. Like, Jimmy's get yep. booed every time because, like, literally, I think he's the only person that gets booed because we want him to be here. Yeah. Like, he's the only like, person. Why'd you go? Why? It's we, like throwing we, rocks at your ex-girlfriend's window because she broke up with you. Not because <laughs> she did anything. It's just like, like I fucking love you, bitch. It's like that Tyler, that Tyler song. I, I, yeah. I fucking hate you because I love you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hate you. It's like you can't. You. We're not mad at Jimmy, but we're mad at Jimmy. <laughs> we're mad at him because we could we could have been something special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could have been something special. Exactly. Um, and I think you know, if if I'm being honest, I don't even know if I would want Jimmy to come back while we have Doc. Because not to say that I think we have the same issue as Brett Brown. But I think we'd have a similar issue, and I, and on top of that, I think when you if you're going to if you don't have James, anytime you have a team that doesn't have a true facilitator that ha- doesn't have like that floor general who can kind of run the offense and, and be a dynamic passer, 
you need to have a creative offense because you need to find ways to get guys but, shots without having somebody on the floor actively making it happen. And if your starting lineup is Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and DeAnthony Melton, you really don't have a facilitator out there. So it's like you you got to have what, some type of offense say, that can get guys open. What I will say is that Jimmy Butler has those capabilities of being a facilitator. Not like on a James Harden level. No, of course not. Not not on a James Harden level. But you just need someone to do it, right? Like if you get Jimmy and Joe, like say you trade for you trade Tobias, that first round pick, Furkan, Jaden Springer, whatever, you trade it up for Jimmy, and that money that James, Harden, I feel like if you get Jimmy Butler, James Harden probably not going to walk. But like if you say James Harden still wants to go, he's going to Houston, whatever, whatever, whatever. You can just get like a fucking Ricky Rubio type. Uh, a guy who like a game manager, like in a sense of but like to start, guy, yeah, to start. Because literally, you're gonna have Tyrese Maxey closing out games anyway. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Just like a game manager, like legit, like uh, who you know who was good at it, but just didn't get enough time, and it was weird that he was good at it. Fucking fucking um, Howell Neto. He was yeah. weirdly good at it. Like he was yeah. weirdly good at it. And he's not he, like a playmaking type guy. He was he good was, at it. He was good at it, and he was good at it on the Wizards too. I would say Ish Smith was on that list as well, but he just wasn't I dynamic like he was better, enough. He was a great facilitator, but I feel like Neto more so surprised you because it was like, yeah. damn, all right, I didn't know, like handling, handling the ball, bringing it up, making the right reads. And it was like, damn, I didn't even know. Because when we signed him, it was just like, oh, I guess we got a guy that's on the bench. And then he finally got time. Obviously, he got his more more of a shine with the uh, with the Wizards. And you're like, mm-hmm. damn. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, where was this at? You know? And because um, we saw you saw it in, in, in like stretches, but it wasn't mm-hmm. something that was going to be maintained and used, you know, multiple times. Or it was like, right. oh, damn, injury here. All right, right. That's that's how Neto. Like you know what I mean? I would say honestly, I I could say even the same thing about TJ. I think TJ's skills were not used properly in in his time in Philly. At least not uh, not after the emergence of like Ben and Joel, where they were ascending to like All Star level. I think once that happened, TJ kind of just became a guy who would come in and be like a pesky defender or whatever. But you know, as a point guard, I think TJ never really got his 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 just due. I think there were things that he could do as a point guard that were just things that came from years of experience at the position that Ben just didn't have. There were times where Ben that one was the things that Ben used to do that would drive me the fuck crazy. He would bring the ball up the court. Oh. He would bring the ball up the court, right? Get to the top of the key and pick up his dribble. Oh. Like he does with Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, he would he would get the outlet, bring the ball up the court, call the play, get to the top of the key, not see something, pick up his dribble to pass, and then the pass would be gone, and then he's just standing there with the ball. Like TJ as an actual point guard, one of the things I used to love watching him do was to just probe around the paint, like to just take the ball, dribble it, move over here, and dribble t- it, look around. Like, he's looking for the pass, but he's still keeping his dribble his alive dribble while he, he looks for the, the pass. He would do the Steve Nash thing where he would go under the rim, and I yeah. always would be like, just lay it up. 
<laughs> just throw it well, up. He, just throw it he up. would he would go under the rim, but a lot of times you could set like if you watch, you could set like a little weird like pick under the rim too, where he comes yeah. out the other side and he has that wide open mid range shot. You know that little turnaround mid range that yeah, always went and in. it's like always went in. Yeah, but it's like Ben, if you tried that, you probably could dunk it. <laughs> but he's just like, nah, I'm gonna pass it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pass it from thirty feet <laughs> and now try to hit this guy in the corner. TJ, oh my God! Oh, T- oh never mind. TJ, TJ back on the Sixers. I think I would like that. TJ I mean, I would, I, I would be just as happy with TJ getting Shake Milton type minutes, like the the minutes that Shake is getting now. I would be just as happy with TJ getting those kinds of minutes. Hmm, I would too. I mean, I feel like our fucking spacing would be shit, but I kind of don't. CJ's but not again, a but again, this goes back to what I said before, which is even if you do have Tyrese as the sixth man, he can't be the primary ball handler. You have to have who shake, or in this case, TJ still be that primary ball handler, so he can make a move, initiate the offense, and then get Tyrese in motion. And hit him, hit, give him the ball in movement, so that way he doesn't have to try and create something for himself from the top of the key. Yeah, Miami Heat, give us a Jimmy back. <laughs> give us Jimmy back. Give us Jimmy back. You guys, <laughs> you don't, you don't need Jimmy. We'll, we'll give us you Jimmy. You can have Tobias. You know, yeah. he, he's 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 very good at things, and yep. you guys need help with things. Yep, and. And he can he can shoot. And he on top can, of that, I would argue that Jimmy, I would argue that's a good switch. Like I would say, Jimmy and Tobias oh, look, are probably Tobias, in opposite situations right now. Tobias Tobias led the Sixers past the the Nets, fully healthy Nets, and he broke he damn near like sprained his ankle, came right back. Yeah, the six. He's a great leader. He's a great leader. He's uh, he reads books. That's you know. This, and on top thing. of that, I think I think Jimmy, you you, it's kind of like you got Jimmy right, and Jimmy wanted to be surrounded by guys who are like him. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, you can sometimes have issues with a team full of guys like Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, like, because like we've seen so many no blow shooting. ups. <laughs> we've seen so many blow ups with the Heat, like Jimmy blowing up at Bam, Jimmy blowing up at Coach Spolstra. Yeah, like we've seen so many different blowups from them, like having these losing streaks. But at the same time, it's like somebody has to be the level-headed one to say, like, guys, it's the regular season. Like we're we're not playing for the we're playing for the playoffs. Like there's nobody on the Heat. I'm going down the roster. There's no one on the Heat. Oh, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin is the only person on the Heat shooting forty percent. And he's not even attempted that many. Yeah. Victor Lipo's only played one game. Damn, they brought him back. And he's only played one game. Because he's he's the same as Jimmy. Like, their game offensively is 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 too similar. Let me check see if he's injured. Like, that's the thing. The Heat have a team full of guys like Jimmy. (laughs) But it's like you don't... Vitale Lipa would be nice on the Sixers. Yeah, you know, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. In the starting lineup? No. Oh, okay. 
He's not starting now. Why the fuck would you come up to that? Okay. I was about to say, I was like, where exactly do you no, mean? No, like, no, just no, 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 on no. the Sixers or like, gonna, like heavy minutes on the Sixers? Come off the bench. Oh, okay. He's okay. active. He's fully active. Um, And he's played one game. Yeah. I mean, he would basically be wait, giving wait. you a better version of what Shake gives you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, did I read that wrong? Was that his last five games? I think it was his last five games. Probably. Probably. Because my, my mic is, like, far away from me. Because I think he's played more than one game. Yeah, he's played more than one game. He's played 28. But that was his last five games. And he didn't play. Yeah, he played one one time. Damn. He's getting DMPs. Yeah. Look, literally. Oh, wait, I'm going to show you. But people were saying that though. They were like, "Jim, like, can can a guy like Victor Oladipo play next to Jimmy?" And the answer was honestly, no. <laughs> like that's why you have Tyler Hero, but then Tyler Hero is not advancing at all. So they're kind of just like you said, like they're just not making any progress. It's not that they're regressing; they're just not making any progress. Yeah. 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 It sucks, man. Victor Oladipo was, he, he had a lot of, like, promise. He was the, uh, he was the Larry Marketing before Larry Marketing. Yeah. He came out yeah. of nowhere. I mean, I wouldn't say he really came out of nowhere. He was the number two pick in the draft. But he, he, but he was the number two pick in a draft that was kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was very terrible. The best player is, uh, oh, speaking of Mike Carter Williams, he just got signed today by the, uh, Magic. Oh really? So Mike Carter Williams, MCW's back, back, back on the Magic. Back, back on the Magic. Back on the Magic. Just got a, just got his little go today. You know what I mean? He last year with the 2020, damn 2020, and 2020 he averaged eight points, four rebounds, four assists. Typical Mike Carter Williams shit. And um, yep. I still don't understand. Oh, now they got Michael Carter Williams. Did they always Michael? Michael typical Michael Carter Williams numbers are. He's dangerously close to the lowest triple-double you could possibly average. 10, 10, and 10. 10. Wait, have they ever been on a court together? Now, they were on the team together at one point. That who? is crazy. Who? Wait, 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 wait. Let show you. Window, window, window. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, that. bro. Michael Carter Williams was 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 Jason Tatum before Jason Tatum. <laughs> I don't know about that. He was he was Ben Simmons before Ben Simmons. There we go. And he fell <laughs> off just like Ben Simmons. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, I. I it's so weird. It's so weird trying to Shit, predict take like, what Fultz the Sixers back. should do or what they. Why? Like, why hasn't Mac McClung played? Because. Doc Rivers is not going to play So it's like, good. that's the thing. It's like, why do we sign guys? Why do we do it? Why do we have I players? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, Sean, it, I, in a million years, I've never thought, well, after the draft, I never thought I'd say this, but Marco Fultz is better than Ben Simmons. Mm, He's better. I don't He's better. know. He's better, I don't bro. know. What's Ben Simmons averaging versus what Markel Fultz is averaging? But see, but when you say better, 
He's better, bro. I feel like there's more that plays I feel into like that, and I think availability is one of those de- things. Defense, defensively, because think about Marco it. Marco, think about it. Is is Jonathan Isaac better than Brandon Ingram? No, but he never was. Well, no, but Jonathan Isaac can do everything Brandon Ingram can. The no, difference can't. is Ingram plays a lot more. No, he can't. He can do everything. Yes, he can. No, he cannot. Yes, he can. No, but, he's not well, as great of a ball handler, but he's got the he same can't do size. Nothing. He can't shoot. He can't what? score. Jonathan, no. Wait a minute. Am I thinking I of a different player? Hold you, on. A you second. gotta be. You, you gotta be because Jonathan Isaac wasn't on shit. Um, he was a great defender, but that's like where that stopped. Hold on a second. Where is basketball reference? Here we go. That's where that stopped. Jonathan Isaac is averaging 40% from free, from the three-point line, 41% field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only played 11 games, though. <laughs> Five points per game, four rebounds, and how many minutes? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, 11 minutes per game. In 11 games, Jonathan Isaac, when he plays basketball, <laughs> shoots 32% from the free throw from, from the field. Okay. Wait, what What year are you looking at? The one that, that, oh, okay, we can count this one. He shot 34% from three-point. This is the last year that matters because it was the actual, he actually played minutes. You're talking about his second ever, year in the league? We're talking about the, his first three years. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, third year, twenty-eight minutes per game. Yeah, is that what you're looking at? Okay. Yeah, fifty percent from the field. That's forty-seven. What the fuck? Oh, forty-seven. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at two different numbers. Forty-seven percent from the field. Thirty-four percent from three. That's not eleven point nine points. Seventy-seven percent from well, like seventy-seven, seventy-eight percent from the field. Brandon Ingram was doing that in his rookie year. Yeah, he's not. He's not at all. Brandon Ingram. But remember, but remember, Jonathan Isaac barely had a rookie year. He played like twenty-three games. So, that's what I'm saying. Like Jonathan Isaac could have been everything that Brandon. They he they have the same tools. The difference is. Jonathan Isaac hasn't played. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac does not have the same tools as Brandon Ingram. What? Yes, he does. Not, no, not not, not ball handling. Not ball handling. Not a, not, he a, cannot, not ball handling. But size, that's shooting half ability. The battle. Jonathan Isaac can knock down. Like, that, he, that is half the battle. Because now you can't create your own shot because you can't handle the ball. True. But at the same time, look how much time that Brandon Ingram has had to improve. Like look at look at Brandon Ingram in Duke. He wasn't a ball handler. He wasn't what the ball handler he is now. So it's like you I, you you have to that's be like, available. That's like is saying, what I'm trying to that's say. Like, that's like saying that's like saying Greg Oden was really bigger better than Kevin Durant because in those sample sizes he was amazing. But the could have been. <laughs> he could have been. I can't we say he could have been. I can't say he could have been because. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't of course happen. it didn't happen, but I'm saying <laughs> it, it could happen. have happened, but we don't know. It, like, to say Markel Fultz is better than than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is an all-star, like a two-time right all-star. Now, He's a defensive right now, player of the year candidate. Like Right now, this year, Markel Fultz is better. 
he's playing better right now, yes. But who's the better player? Right now, this year? No, no, not right. Are, this is year? that what you're talking about? You're just talking because about right Because Ben now? Simmons is never going to go back to what he used to be. That's Why? Over. Why do you think that? That's over, bro. That's what makes over, you think bro? that? Because his confidence is shot, bro. That shit is gone. Okay. I can understand you saying that. But to say that he, he just make, could never. He's not. He can't make a team. He's He literally was traded there to be the third star. Yes. And then. <laughs> Cam Thomas is getting more minutes than him. That's true. They are finding time to play Dayron Sharp. But they can't find time to play Ben Simmons. I Sean, mean, Sean, Yuta, Yuta Watanabe was a fucking walk-on. Yeah. He was a walk-on, he's Sean. nice, though. He was a walk-on. I like you. He was an NBA walk-on. <laughs> he's getting paid more time. <laughs> he was the NBA version of a walk-on, okay? Let me go through the next roster now. I, gotta just, I just got to see... But but the point that I'm trying to make is I understand if you think Ben Simmons will never be the Ben Simmons he was before. But if you're judging off of their careers, to say that Markel Fultz is a better player than Ben is kind of wild. I feel, I feel like from this point on. From this point on, I, I get it, but you got to specify that. You got to say that, like, specifically. They are finding time for David Duke Jr., I don't even know who the fuck that is. Show that me. sounds like a barbecue sauce. David Duke Jr., okay? David Duke Jr. is getting time. Edmund Summer, Sumner is getting time, okay? Who the fuck is that? That sounds like a surgeon. Drew Smith. Who the fuck is Drew Smith? This is a created character. Drew Smith sounds like an NFL kicker. Sean, he has played three games. In the last 10. Do you know how many games Ben Simmons has played in the last 10 games? One. None. Is he hurt? He's out the rotation. Damn. They say he's day-to-day, but he played against Miami. When was this? Oh, that was, never mind. That was on the 15th. They beat Miami. Oh, look. He just doesn't. Is is Ben Simmons going to be one of those guys where, like, he had the promise? Well, I feel like he's already going into that pattern. He has a promise, but he's going to be, like, a very great role player. Like, he's going to go somewhere like Dallas and be, like, a center. And like, he's uh, going to be. Right. Like Aaron Gordon? Right. Like Aaron Gordon. He's going to go to a place where it's like he failed as a star. But then he goes somewhere else, and he's a perfect fit because he doesn't get paid as much. And he can... Like, the idea of Ben Simmons is better than Ben Simmons at this point. Yeah. Because, like, a 6'10 guy who could guard 1 through 5, legit guard 1 through one through 5, can play make, blob, catch lobs, do all this other stuff. Like, the idea of him, every team would want. Because, essentially... Who I wanted, um, I want the Sixers to trade it for, Jerry Vanderbilt, is literally that. I mean, yeah. he's not the, the playmaker, but everything else, he does everything. He does a little bit of everything. It, obviously, in Ben's case, not shooting, but he does a little bit of everything. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I had to throw that in there. And, like, he's going to be, like, he's going to be a great role player. 
You know what's crazy? You know who we can use a Ben Simmons for a backup center. <laughs> you know who I think Ben Simmons is equivalent to? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a minute! I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that at all. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to hear that, and I wasn't ready to believe it. Can you imagine? Wait a minute. Wait, stop. Stop. Wait, stop it. Because you already, when you said Al Horford would fit on this team, and I was like, damn, he kind of would. Now you hit me with Ben Simmons is who we need at backup center. Now I'm like, oh, shit. But it's like, bro, it kind of is, bro. Somebody who could guard one through five. And just catch lobs. And just catch lobs. Bro, can you imagine? Ben Simmons get brought out by the Nets because that's been like around. Like he's going to get brought out um, in the summer. Or well, he might be. It's not like for sure, but there is rumors that he might be, or he's going to get traded. But then again, who can trade for Ben Simmons because he's making thirty-three million dollars? The Nets are kind of in this pseudo rebuildish, retoolish mode. So they, them taking that hit probably doesn't matter that much for them because they just rather just get him out the way. I guess kind of like the Sixers did, where they were like, "Hey, go, go somewhere else." Um, he goes somewhere, and the Sixers trade for him. <laughs> the Sixers, the Sixers, can you imagine Ben Simmons back on the Sixers, but as a backup five? That's, I don't like. I, I mean, fuck. I, that makes sense, but I don't like it. <laughs> so he, so he'll be he's the best out of line, but he's right. <laughs> He'll be the best backup center that Joel has ever had. <laughs> because he can rebound. He can defend. <laughs> Gets lobs. Sean, he's basically... He's, ben Simmons is Mason Pumley at this point. Sean. But a better that, ball handler. Yo, a Ben Simmons... I mean, Back we've seen five. it already, so I don't even right. know why I was about to say it like, oh, it would be great if we could see it. But we have seen it. Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey fast breaks. We've seen it. <laughs> we, we have seen it. Oh, shit. Bro, can you imagine if Ben Simmons is the backup th- that we've been waiting for? <laughs> He's the backup center that we've been waiting for. It's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons comes back to Philly. And they win a championship because he's backup center. He come. Can you imagine if he does some Dwight Howard shit? Like it's somewhere down the line, Ben Simmons comes back to the Sixers and like they win him, a championship. Like Dwight with the Lakers. Oh like Dwight with the Lakers. That would be fucking crazy, bro. But but it, Joel Joel wouldn't be there though. No, Joel probably wouldn't be there. I feel the like, same way and, Kobe wasn't there when Dwight came back. Yeah, no. I feel like it'll be it'll be Tyrese Maxey's team. If please God don't trade him. Please God, don't you? Please God, please God. That's crazy. Because it makes sense, bro. It makes sense. Everything we've wanted from a backup center. I don't like the sound of it. You don't like I the just, sound of it, but it's 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 exactly what we want. <laughs> it's exactly what we need. It's what we deserve. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ben Simmons on the same team as George Nia. <laughs> you imagine after all this shit, it's like, hey, you better pass me the ball, bitch. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. I'd rather have Can Warford. you imagine? Can <laughs> you imagine? Have Warford. <laughs> can you imagine Ben Simmons comes I to would, the Sixers? Listen, listen, bro. This is, this is hypothetical. Ben Simmons comes to the Sixers. Joel gets injured. Ben Simmons becomes the center. And we win the championship on some Nick Foles shit. <laughs> 
Can you can you imagine? I would hate. I don't think can I can. I don't think imagine? I can be a Sixers fan after that. No, no, no. Can I can't you be imagine, a Sixers fan after that. I can't be a Sixers back. fan after that. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it because that's not the same thing at all, bro. I don't. Can you? I don't. I mean, that's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same situation, but the differences in the personalities between the players, and on top of that. Like Seven games, Ben Simmons is one. actually Ben Simmons is actually personality wise more in line with Carson Wentz than Nick Foles, whereas personality wise Joel is more in line with Nick Foles than Carson Wentz. So it's like when Nick Foles came in, is like people were seriously considering like, all right, why don't we just keep Foles? C- completely ignoring the fact that Carson Wentz had like an MVP, MVP caliber season yeah. before he got injured. Dude but broke a there sack. was already whispers in the locker room of like. You know, Carson isn't the best leader. Like, yeah, he's a great player, but Nick is a better leader. He's better with the guys. Right. So it was like there were those rumors. There, There's none of that with the Sixers. So if Ben was to come back and win a championship as the backup center and they were to, like, the starting actually center. consider uh, – Well, the as the starting center. center. And they were to actually consider keeping him just because he won a championship, completely ignoring the fact that Joel is clearly the better center – and more liked by the city and more liked by the organization than the other players. But because you won a championship with Ben, you think that's what you have to do? I couldn't be a Sixers fan after that if they decided to let go of Ben. I mean, let go of Joel the same way the Eagles let go of Carson Wentz. I feel like you wouldn't let go of Ben. You wouldn't let go of Joel at that point. But with Joel, it was, um, with, they, is Ben going to go back to being a backup center? No, he's going back to be a backup center. Ben is going to go back to being a backup. I don't. You know, when you in doubt, you got to ask that backup. Come on, man. <laughs> and it makes so much sense. And so, you know what I so, would hate too is that there's going to be people who are like, oh, just bring Ben back. Don't just trade Joel. We don't need him. We already won the championship. <laughs> same with shit ben. again. The same <laughs> shit that we went through again. When they were like, we got to build around. You got to build around. You got to build around Ben. Joel's injury prone, and then Joe, fucking Ben gets oh, injured like four years in a again. row. I can't be a. I'd rather I'd just be a Warriors fan. The Warriors might be trash by that point. I'd be like, fuck it, I'm a Warriors fan. <laughs> Going to become a Celtics fan? I believe in. I believe in Bob. <laughs> in Bob Myers. Like, I, I believe in them more than I believe in this. In this shit, I can't. That data would be fucking nuts. I might fuck. The only at that point, the only organization, and it's hard because you won a championship, so it's hard to even say this. But at that point, if that was like the actual narrative, where because we had this amazing team, where Ben was able to just walk in and win a championship as the backup center, because of that, you're considering getting rid of Joel, or you actually get rid of Joel to keep Ben as starting center. I would put that in up there with like Kings level terrible organization right even I, though you just won a championship that is some king oh, sacramento kings level before, like before fuck we, we finish that before i let you finish that we talked a lot of shit about the kings but the kings are in third spot and in look the at them look at you they got their own business his name is the bouncer simonis um yep. say no saying <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, He's I, a better shooter though. I think I think a lot of people got on the Kings, especially JJ after the the trade. The the um. Well, also Tyrese Halliburton Burton is like JJ's guy. So. Well, yeah, of course, but I mean, I mean, it does make their window shorter. I mean, it does. I mean, they they don't even have a window. They have like a driveway. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like 
Yeah, you ain't doing shit. <laughs> I would say that's you just bigger than a window, though. I would say, but yeah, but the you window would want something small, like a keyhole. They yeah, have a hole too. in the wall. There's no shutters. There's no like opening and closing latch. It's just like there's a hole here. Get they have a can. bed in the attic. <laughs> they, have a bed. they have a bed in the attic. <laughs> they just don't. They don't have a room. They don't I have a room. I think you're misunderstanding the window <laughs> metaphor. I I want to make my own. Okay. You just it's just furniture. <laughs> they have an ornament on the Christmas tree. <laughs> what? They don't have they don't have quite a present yet. They don't have a present under it, but they have an ornament on the Christmas tree. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, they have a fork and a dishwasher. So as I was about say. to say, I think people got on the Kings about the Halliburton trade because they thought that Halliburton was a better player than Fox, and I think in reality they're closer than people realize. But when you're talking about fit, DeMontis Sabonis is clearly a much better fit next to De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. than Tyrese Halliburton was. So it's like you're not going to be able to keep both of them. If you want to trade Halliburton or trade Fox, I mean, you're not going to get Sabonis for him. So it's like you're either – either way, you end up with Halliburton and uh, Turner and then Sabonis and Fox. So it's like either you have that – you have Halliburton and Turner on the Kings, or you have Halliburton and Turner on the Pacers. And I think as of right now, Halliburton and Turner is not the better matchup that you want. Fox and Sabonis is. So, I, I mean, good on you for the, the Sacramento Kings for figuring that out before anybody else in the world did. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, it won't last long. But you did. You did. Yeah. The streak is over. Yep. The streak, it's over. It's over, Sean. It's over. The Sacramento Kings are going to the playoffs. Likely, most likely. I mean, it'd be hard for them to drop out at this yeah, point. You, you got, we got what, 22 games left, 22-ish games. Like, Unless they go have like to a, lose oh, almost Can you imagine them. if they go on a 22-game losing streak, Sean? I, <laughs> can you imagine? Because that would who's, be the in, the, who's in the eighth seed right now? The Timberwolves are in the eighth seed at 500. The Kings are nine games above 500. Yeah, like they they'd have to, have to lose at least lose. half of their, their next game of their rest of their games. Yeah, I mean, well, they got they play like the Thunder, the Clippers, Timberwolves, Pelicans, the Knicks, Suns, Bucks, Bulls, Nets, Wizards, Jazz, Celtics. I mean, they have a couple tough games in there, but they have a lot of like the 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 fucking um, the Thunder. They're they're probably going to start sitting guys. Because yeah. they want to start, you know, the tank. Trailblazers aren't on shit. I haven't checked on Matisse for a minute. Let's let's see what Matisse is. Now, doing. let me ask you this too: Do you think the Trailblazers? I mean, do you think the Thunder should even do that? What to 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 let their guys sit? Like, should they start tanking? God, look, look, Johnny's doing it. Matisse is doing it. He's doing Matisse things. He played 17 minutes, had zero points, <laughs> two rebounds, a steal, steal, and an assist. Yep. I miss Matisse. I miss Matisse the person, not the basketball player. Meanwhile, I love Cam Reddish player. has two, two, and two. Oh, did you see what they did to his thing? Oh, the mural? Yeah. Yeah, they fucking put paint over it. It's like, why? I don't know. I feel like that was why? definitely one of those things where it's like, whoever did that, we don't claim them. Right, it's like, come on now. That was not a Sixers fan who did that. 
Right, because like we love Matisse, but we it was know literally it was somebody who probably saw the video of him spraying "thank you" and was just Found like, ah, fuck, let me fuck this up." Oh no, uh, the, the rock, they're, they're they're still playing, so he has a chance to score. They're, yeah, they're up it's right now time. on the Rockets. Yeah, they're up right now on the Rockets, so he might score. He's averaging seven points yep. with them, which is higher than he's ever done in his career. He's shooting forty five percent from three. All right, so there's one last thing that I want to talk about before we get out of here. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. Is it is it over? No. No. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I feel like it's hard to cuz like they were scared what what basically what people are saying is he uh he couldn't go the Carmelo Anthony route where though all the teams see him as a cancer and just like leave him alone. But what I would say and what I would urge people to look at is he has changed himself so fucking much. And the Lakers used him as a scapegoat, mm-hmm. even though because literally this is what they were doing. This is why I don't understand with the fucking Lakers is that Russell Westbrook is not that guy no more. They were putting him in positions where he had to be instead of letting him be like he's a role player. In this part of his career, he's a he's a role player plus like he's a. He's a role player, but he can still have star moments. He's yeah. not a star. When you are literally counting on him to beat, like, literally, he's not OKC Russ no more. He's not MVP Russ no more. You can't hand him the ball and go take me there. He's not that guy no more. And the Lakers were in a lot of situations where they were doing it. And and I, what I'm worried about with the Clippers is PG and Kawhi, they take a lot of games off. Yeah. Whereas though Russ might be the only guy playing. Yeah, which which either are going to go one or two ways. Whereas Russ is going to shine because he can do Russ shit, or he's going to wet the bed in their terms because like I don't I just don't understand well, putting him in this light where like it's not who he is anymore. I think the Clippers were definitely a better fit for Russ than the Lakers. Hundred percent. However, what I still don't understand is what the fuck the Clippers are doing or what they're trying to do with their point guard situation because if I'm not mistaken they still have John Wall right no John Wall is a free agent oh he was okay to the Houston Rockets and the Rockets is crazy as fuck he got traded back to the Rockets he was traded to the Houston Rockets and then he was released John oh, okay. Wall is a free agent right now good um so yeah I don't know also it, um it still doesn't really make sense to me like Russ on the Clippers I, I feel like Russ I, you know what team I feel like would be perfect for Russ and it's kind of ironic because there's a guy who he used to play with who was just there who left and him leaving is actually what made it the perfect team for us the Nets I don't think so I think so are you talking about now what yeah now? now I feel like if Ben Simmons is not going to play I don't think Russell, Russell Westbrook is not going to play I think if Ben Sim- see the difference is, the, is up here Ben, what Ben Simmons lacks, Russ. I has, think they're scared which is the of confidence. up here. With, like they're they're scared. The Nets are scared of the lack of up here with Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think they would be scared of up here with Westbrook. <laughs> I, I don't think they would so. be scared. Of I think him. once he gets out there and once he gets going, and you because have those shooters point, around him, you have Seth Curry, Utah, Joe Harris. Like I, I think once thing. that gets going, that I feel scared like goes away. Westbrook would be thinking. Oh, I'm the star again. Maybe. 
But he's because also new in this nobody, situation. Because look, look at look at Russ in in DC. Like he still was deferring a little him. bit to Bradley. I'll be honest with you. That was his, that's probably where the best place for him. I think he should have stayed there. Honestly, yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't his choice to get traded from DC. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he asked for it. I didn't. He tried to get Bradley Beal to ask for one too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he asked for it because uh, they they were confused on what to do and all the yada yada the ex Russ because you know Russ was basically they traded him just to see what what happened. They made the playoffs. Um, lost to us, um, yeah. and you know they. I think they asked him, "Did he want to get traded?" Because I don't. I don't think he requested a trade. They asked him, and yeah, he said, yeah. I don't remember and him then, requesting one. Because like the Lakers was there, and LeBron was like, "Hey, wanna wanna come over here?" And then the Lakers kind of fucked themselves over, yeah. Because you traded a championship caliber team, a proven team that won the championship, even though it wasn't Mickey Mouse ring, and you traded that way. And I feel like. They're going to try to win now, and they're probably going to try to get themselves in the play-in. But I feel like this team going into next year is going to be a playoff team. But I don't know if they could turn it around now. Who? Because they're like what, the 11th seed. Let me look it up. The Wizards? The uh, Lakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they're like the 11th seed. They are the 11th seed, yeah. 11th seed, they are, what, one game behind the Pelicans. Damn! The Pelicans fell off. Yeah. Damn, Pelicans was like a top. It was like top four. It's like mm-hmm. last yes. year with the Knicks. Damn. I mean, the Knicks didn't drop that far, but last year, like, it was the same thing. The Knicks were. I mean, Zion's not playing, no, but they still have a squad, bro. That was busting teams' ass. Well, I mean, Zion's not playing. Brandon Ingram is is out. I think CJ missed back. a significant amount of time. Damn! Like they like they the, have some injury issues towards towards like the middle. Temp, they're they're below the Jazz. Yeah. And remember, the, the Jazz started out hot too. Warriors only a game and a half behind um, the Mavericks for the sixth seed. Yep. This is the whole thing, right? Because if the Lakers can get in, they have the tools. Like literally, Jerry Vanderbilt just went off for like fucking seventeen, seventeen boards, fifteen points. Four blocks. Yeah. Reason why I wanted him because he could guard one through five. Um, also, um, like they have the tools to fuck up a team. And then yeah. LeBron, obviously LeBron just got injured. Hopefully he's okay. Um, AD, not where he was. AD was damn near MVP considerations before he got injured the first time. He was averaging like twenty eight and twelve. Yeah. Um, See, that's the thing about the Lakers. They're scary because. You gotta Le- you gotta beat LeBron four yeah, times. Yeah, LeBron. When you got LeBron, you got a chance, bro. It's like it's not even it's not even like obviously them making the adjustments that they've made, getting younger, getting more athletic. Like that's going to be a huge help. But having a LeBron James, that experience, that type of you know basketball IQ in the postseason, just the postseason sure LeBron will. is still yeah. a thing. It definitely is. So. Like beating LeBron four times, that's tough. Beating LeBron one night in the regular season, not so tough. Right. Like, sure, it's it's hard. He's gonna give you he's gonna give you buckets, but he's also gonna take a couple plays off, especially on the defensive end at this age, especially. But in the playoffs, like beating LeBron four times, especially when he also has four chances to understand you. 
Like, that's yeah, tough. It definitely is. Um, that's why I don't think the I don't think anybody wants to see the Lakers in like the first round, especially if they're nobody, healthy. Especially, I, I don't think nobody want to fuck with the Warriors in the first yeah. round either. Yeah, because Steph is, literally. I mean, can you imagine Steph comes back? Because they're only a game, they're a game and a half out of sixth place. That is yeah. a for sure playoff spot. Yep. I'll be honest with you. The Nuggets don't want to see that man again. I mean, no. they don't want to see that. He, he fucking destroyed Jokic. He put Jokic in every fucking pick and roll, and <laughs> Jokic did not know what the fuck to do. I mean, obviously, uh, you'll think Aaron Gordon will hop out a little bit, but like they, they're going to key in on him. Um... And uh, it's probably not going to be good. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Well, I mean, uh, if they do face the Nuggets, it would it would be the second round. Yeah, can you imagine if Jokic? See, this is the whole thing. And actually, I'm what would, what's really interesting is that if if things stay the way that they are, the Warriors will play the Grizzlies in the first round, mm. and then the Nuggets in the second round. Either way, teams teams gotta go through a fucking blood, fucking blood. They had to shed blood to get to the finals this year because yeah. everybody is competitive. Also, yeah. um, one last thing that we can wrap it up because I know you gotta go work early. Um, Will Barton has been linked to the Sixers. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I, it just it doesn't solve our. It doesn't solve any issue. It doesn't. It doesn't. But what if Dwayne Demon comes back and you know Dwayne Demon is the best center that ever back up Joel? I, I don't think it. I don't see Dwayne Demon being that much better than Andre Drummond. I hope he's as good. I I hope Sean. I, we can only because hope. that's that's all we got. Yeah. We'll wrap it up. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was yet another episode of the Untitled Hoops podcast if you enjoyed this podcast make sure you go and check it out on spotify youtube apple podcast google podcast see some of the older episodes that you might have missed or you can even go to the website black flag and ent.online and check out some of our other podcasts if you're into other things like marvel uh or anime uh or just or random porn. weird conversations about things mm-hmm. That may include porn. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually that's Marquise talking about that. But uh, you can go ahead and see uh, some of that other stuff it. on our uh, website. Or you can even check out the store. Check out some of the merch that's on there. We have t-shirts, sweatpants, hats. Uh, you can get a beanie like the one Mon- uh, Marquise is wearing now. But with the actual Low Lights Network logo on it. So that would be cool. Um, you would think that he would be representing. But he's not. He's, he never has. He's a seller. You don't have a shirt on either. I oh, it's in my room. I can go get it. Yeah, exactly. Silence. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at least I actually own one. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Make sure to join us next time for the next episode. And also follow us on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, if you have a TikTok, I don't have a TikTok. I'm old, um, but we're on there, and we're ticking. That was bad. That was that was very old of me. Anyway, good 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 night everybody. Marquise Bush did nine eleven. What? Bush did nine eleven. Bush did nine eleven. <laughs>
That's he did 9-11. It's, oh, a, new it's oh, a new God. sex All position. It's a new sex position. So he did a 9-11. All right. Goodbye, everybody.